Dady Lady. The book club of love. Twinterlude. Welcome to Twinterludes. With the Duffies. Called Dady Ladies. <laughs> on a podcast. Hi, Barbara Ann. Hi, Vera Elizabeth. How do you do? I do good. How do you, how do, you do? Well, I had my second surgery of the pandemic. I know most people are on their fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea to go into surgery. Yeah. During a pandemic, go into a hospital. Mm-hmm. I, I personally had, what, like two surgeries in my entire life before this. Now I've had two in the last you doubled it. month and a half. Yeah, it's cool. good. I, w- I was intubated. That was awesome. Mm. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I did. I had, a, I had an afternoon off, so I'm completely recovered too <laughs> before I go right back to work. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing well, actually. I um, enjoyed some social spiraling today. You did? I did. Up or down? (laughs) (laughs) It was up. I've really gone into making weird food from the 60s, and I made some rum balls. I made rum balls from a a recipe that our grandmother had tucked away. Um, Do you remember eating rum balls when we were little? Of course. Do you remember eating rum balls when you were little? <laughs> Just a part of our childhood. Um, well, uh, when my friend said, hey, I want some rum balls. And I said, you know what? Yes, I'm going to do that. So I, I packed up some rum balls. I brought them out to her. And she was like, hey, come sit in my back on my back porch. Um, yeah. who, who's your friend? Do I know her? You do. You dated her for a while. She was my friend, my, my housemate from college. Oh, yeah. yeah. I met your friend and then I dated her. That that's, ha- that's really cool. That happened more than once, actually. <laughs> Um, but that's what I do now to get out of the house because I don't leave the house unless I am getting into my car to bring somebody something. And, um, last weekend, one of our longtime, how do we describe her? She's a friend. She's a fan and a friend. Nico? She's a lovely human being. She who supports is. us. She really, she has been with, with her us. Heart. Yes. From the beginning, pretty much. She's a poo head. Um, which is what I call. <laughs> no. If- <laughs> that's what we call fans of the Poo Bell twins. Poo heads? No? Okay. <laughs> So um, she did not get her postcard, and I sent her a second one, and she did not get that one, and I said, fuck God this. I'm, and so I got in my car, and I brought it to her and left her at her house. Because she deserves it. Did she, she get it? She did get it, yes. <laughs> no, there's no force field around her home that, that repels Duffy Twins postcards. But anyway, but that is not so strange, bringing something to the home of somebody who admires your work, because that happened to me when I was a teenager. Let's hear all about it. I have a history of when I was younger, of course, not now, because I'm way too cool, but of contacting people who I, I, I admired. I wrote a very long letter to Matt Groening, um, creator of The Simpsons, but this was pre-Simpsons when he was doing Life in Hell and all those comic books. I pitched him Bread as Hell. <laughs> um, I was rewarded with a, a drawing. It was addressed to Madame Vera Duffy because at 13 I thought that would be really cool to just say that my name was Madame Vera Duffy. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I filled out 100 postcards to enter a contest to be on Kids on the Kids on the Hall kids in the hall uh-huh. because I wanted to escape my small town of Los Angeles. Yeah, just get out. <laughs> and visit the vast megalopolis that is Toronto. And then I wrote a fan letter to the host of a game show on MTV. And I'm not going to say which one. Okay. And uh, the host of that game show showed up on my doorstep. Do you remember this? You I were- don't because I was in the back bedroom on an exercise bike in the middle of my two-hour... <laughs> 
routine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I wasn't expecting it either. It was the middle of the day. I think I'd just gotten my braces and I'd just given myself a haircut. Mm-hmm. It was that summer and I opened the door and this guy was standing there. I don't know who looked more shocked because I don't think he was expecting a. He, well, how old was he at the time? <laughs> 22 or something? No. No, no, no. He was older. I was I was probably like 15. I had to be 14 or 15, so he must have been in his 20s or 30s. What did you write that he would have <laughs> expected an older person? I don't think he was... I don't know what he was expecting. I think he was just being nice because he lived around the corner or he lived he lives somewhat nearby. What do you what do you make of that, though? Well, you know, the funny thing is now he's in our extended circle. Yes, he is. And And um, I'm married to a friend of his. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, because that it was a different time for one. Mm -hmm. It It was early 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. Showing up on someone's doorstep was not as creepy as it is now. Still, I do not fucking know. He hasn't been Me Too'd. He has not. um, I will say I worked at a deli a couple years after that, and he came in. And I said, hey, do you remember me? You came to my door and brought me a letter. And he he just, he could not have, like, disappeared into the wall quicker. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say, you know what, actually? To his credit, because I definitely wanted to send him a letter again after that which I did yeah and then he sent me back another thing going pretty it was pretty much like hey be cool stay in school type of thing so it's I don't (laughs) think he was (laughs) he Uh, didn't yeah anyway there's only one way to find out and that's for me to send him a tweet and ask him oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) remember that nice thing you did 30 years ago it's coming back to haunt you It's one to chew on. It's one to chew on. BB, how are you doing? What do you what have you been up to? How's your app dating? It's going it's going different than it was last time we talked, which is only a week ago. I started talking to people. Yeah. And tell I've, me more. Uh-huh. Well, so I talked to one lady last week who I was like, I don't know how to do this, you know, because the only time I'd gone on before was um when I met that last person I dated and Basically, we just, it was really quick, and then, you know, we both got off the app. So I actually you both don't. got off the app? Ew. Barbara, this is a dating <laughs> a dating podcast where we never talk about dating, okay? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a blue joke once okay, in a while, all right. okay? All right, fine. I'll have to steal myself for that. Please do. Yeah, so I actually didn't, you know, it happened, it was really easy. And this time, I'm like, well, I'm, I don't think that's going to happen again. So I asked this woman, like, what do you do? And she said, well, first of all, you need to, you need to get a, a Google Voice number, do not give out your real number, even if you're texting. Because I said, you know, do you want to Zoom or something? She said, no, I start off on the phone. Oh. So get yourself a burner number. Whoa. And then whatever. But She's I, a professional, huh? She, I think she is, yeah. And I, because of the surgery and whatnot, I haven't, I did get the number, mm-hmm. but I've only, I haven't talked to her on the phone because I haven't, I haven't talked to anyone on the phone yet. What I have done is sent someone a note one night this week and he responded and we started talking and it was a funny conversation. Mm-hmm. Can I get real for a second? Yes. Let's if I it. end up dating someone, yeah. they're going to know about this podcast. So sure. I want to be as respectful as I can. Yeah. I mean, to people who are rude to me or misogynistic or whatever, I, I, I feel fine outing them, but not by name, but just right. like, but I, it's, it's a weird thing to want to talk about this when my hope is that I, something good will happen with somebody. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like well, I can't just take a shit on all these no, you can't. exchanges. No, you can't. Because no one's going to trust me. Yes. But anyway, with this this person, basically to pare it down to the, the the meat of it is that we were having a funny conversation. I said I'm going to go to bed. He turned it into a sexual conversation. Yeah, damn it! 
I guess what happened was he hadn't seen that one note about me going to bed to sleep. So he thought, anyway, and he's been backpedaling ever since. But the thing is that bothered me so much about that and why I don't care if he's going to backpedal or not is that it is so disconcerting to be connecting with somebody in that way and then for them to turn it into something sexual. Mm. It feels so incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think that's a valid point to share if anyone wants to learn from my experiences. You know what it reminded me of? What? Remind me of um, living with someone, and I, I doubt you've had this experience unless it was with a Marlin, because mm-hmm. I, I can't picture Blaine being like this. But living with somebody and like walking around the house naked, like being yourself, and having someone like paw at you, as if you being in that state is an invitation to get it on. Yeah. Like two very divergent modes. Like, and it reminded me of that, and I hated that. I hate. I've had a couple people I've like had long-term relationships with where I could not just be myself around the house without yeah. it being an invitation for sex. Yeah. And that's what this reminded me of. Like, I was actually connecting with this person. Yeah. And it was funny. Yeah. And rare. And then, like, out of fucking nowhere. Well, you guys can tell that story um, at your wedding. How's that? Ew. No, I'm not <laughs> responding to him. <laughs> oh, I mean, and, oh, But and he his, was backpedaling. Yeah, he backpedaled by giving me, asking me for my phone number and offering oh. up his. And I'm just like, yeah. this was a, within half an hour of talking. Mm. And I was talking to my mom about she said maybe there are women out there who want that I, I'm sure there are if you are that woman I need to hear from you yeah because I don't believe it's true well what about we had that one woman who we're gonna do um a love in the time of COVID interview with and she solicits dick pics for what ends though because she finds it really hot or because it's a power thing I don't know we should have interviewed her well we're gonna have to get her on too oh well so um there needs to be special language that like like a safe word thing where you're just like like you just sort of say it in the beginning and you're in it and it means that this conversation can turn into that would be great yeah that would be very smart i i am an expert in all this (laughs) no that's very smart i i think outside perspective is valuable so since then let's see I was encouraged to have like kind of a smart conversation. Some other interactions I've had are like the guy who immediately wanted to know where I lived Yuck. and what my full name is. Um, Gross. Yeah. And I said, I don't give that information till later. Safety. And he hasn't responded. Ew. Um, there's another guy who wants to make sure that I live really close to him. Proximity is very important. Uh-huh. Which I'm thinking means he's not willing to put in much of an effort. Sure. Yes. And then I decided to, because I was kind of running out of people, I started seeing the same people show up in my feed even though I'd X'd out them. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change my age range because I had it like 35 to 55 or something. Mm-hmm. I'm right in the middle 45. Mm-hmm. And so the other night I took off any restrictions on the age yeah. before bed. And then I woke up to 40 <laughs> messages. Really? Yeah. Younger or older than your old age range? There's like 400 six foot three, 27 year olds. Okay, good. Um, a few older women. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No women my age. Uh huh. And one guy much older mm-hmm. who um, I used to work with. Oh, no. No. <laughs> you no. didn't recognize me? No. But you know what? I. I sent a match thing with almost everybody, unless there was something offensive in their profile. Uh-huh. 
I haven't gone through them all because there's so many, but all the young guys are like, hey, what's up, blah, 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 like are putting effort in effort and like are funny and personable and are like you're so beautiful and blah blah you know pleasant and I'm thinking this might be cougar town might yeah well you're, you just put something negative on it but <laughs> thank you <laughs> and thank you what's wrong with no I, I've never watched cougar town but I, I assume it has to do with um, what's wrong with Cougar? I'm not sure. I'm still sussing it out. I'm um, One of the things that I'm struggling with now is all the old dudes that we've made fun of for pursuing us <laughs> on this podcast. Do I hate myself? Oh. Because now I'm open to dating? No. Possibly dating? No, 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 no. It's totally different. It's totally different. Tell, explain it to me. Because you are putting yourself out there as somebody who wants... You, you literally said, I am open to dating younger people. We were literally not saying, please hit on me, sir, who's 20 years older than me. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah, it's true. There's a big difference. That made me think of something else. Oh, oh, I know. Another lesson that I learned in all this is, and it's like hit me in my life time and time and time and time and time again. The first time I put up a profile, I did not include the correct age. Mm-hmm. or that I have children, mm-hmm. thinking that that would be the way to attract someone younger. In the last Twinterlude, we were talking about the young dude who wanted the fuck buddy situation. And I thought, well, that's what I want. I want that again. So I didn't put the right age or that I have kids. N- nobody. And I put all the true stuff. Yes. And that's I'm getting like that in spades. So be the, yourself. The details yeah aren't important. It's that you have to be your fucking self because there's like the universe is designed to give you the things. I know it sounds no. airy fairy, but once again, I think it's been proven to me that you have to be honest with who you are, and then things align. Yeah. Oh, one last thing is that I saw the ex-girlfriend's profile come up, and that was really weird. Oh. Aww. Yeah. Aww. That was a weird experience. Sorry. Didn't feel like you want to give it a second shot. Didn't you mention in your last Twinterlude things sort of fell apart when you you guys had a romantic trip planned and then you just completely bombed it by your passport wasn't yeah it, but not even like a little bit like it had been expired for a year yeah and okay. I <laughs> well okay maybe then one of your profile pictures is your newly um, updated a passport you know like a little hey I, uh-huh. I, I'm ready to go I can go anywhere. <laughs> And just be like, you know what the the funny thing is? Uh Don't have a new passport. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's like two years. Don't even know where it is. (laughs) So if that proves anything about how irresponsible I am. Okay. I think I just heard the doorbell. So our friends are here for backyard um, hangouts in Rumballs. In Rumballs. So um, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Hey there, Elizabeth. Hi, Barbara Ann. Today is February 15th. Uh, it's been a year since we lost Dr. Amy Harwick. Yes. And um, I think it's fair to say for everyone who knew her, it's not gotten easier at all for anybody. Nope. And uh, we would just like to take a moment to celebrate her, her life and something that we've realized in um, following Amy's hashtag justice for Amy is seeing how many people she's touched and helped so many people that um, just post about what a generous caring woman she was I mean that was her career 
she dedicated herself professionally, but also just on a friendship level. She was there for so many women. Yeah, so many people have these stories about just, you know, they show up to a party, they don't know anyone, and there's Amy. And not only does Amy say hi, but she says, you look gorgeous tonight. Oh, my gosh. Or, you know, she was one of those women that you just don't meet very often or ever. I don't think I've ever met someone who is that uh, unifying. She was such a unifying force. We had a couple teas kind of within the same. One was in May of 2019. It was for her birthday. Yeah, the the Langham Langham. Mm -hmm. Huntington. Uh And then we went to a a trade show for all things gothy and then uh, had a little bite at the Biltmore and then decided to have a tea there. Yeah. And then, you know, I thought it was just going to be us. And then by the time I arrived, there were like, you know, 25 women. <laughs> but in both cases, I sat next to someone I didn't know, some beautiful lady. And like almost immediately, we started talking about really intensely personal things. Yeah. And to be honest, both of those women had stories about abuse and vulnerability and, you know, they were very forthcoming with it. It's because Amy created these environments where you felt safe. Yeah. Where you could be gorgeous and sexy and and acknowledge what your life was and how people treat you yeah. and what you're struggling against and yeah. what you've accomplished. It was just it was the safest environment for sexy ladies I've ever seen. Sexy artistic. Yeah, lady. strong yeah. women who've had difficult experiences and have found solace in sisterhood she just attracted these women and um it's just such a huge loss for that alone you know just to have a a a knowledgeable caring protectress like that you know Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know anybody else who could draw that kind of of group together you know it was just this this unity Mm -hmm. you know and the, the the common denominator was amy so we we have a little clip from our podcast that she we were so lucky to be able to interview her last uh, February and January twenty seventh January twenty seventh. <laughs> um, so we're gonna play that for you now. And if you would like to be inspired by a life that is really remarkable and beautiful and um, so much more than how it ended. Mm-hmm. Look, look up Amy Harwick. Look up her hashtag. And look up. Listen, can... listen to the whole the whole hour that we did with her. She was so funny. Yep. She was just so knowledgeable and funny and generous and and kind and sharing. Mm-hmm. And think of her the next time you you walk into a party and you see a gorgeous lady standing by herself. <laughs> All right, sending love to Amy's friends and family. We love you, Amy. Love you, Amy. contacted me and I said girl to girl if you have evidence let me know so I can please end this relationship like have some empathy for me and help me get out of this if I have evidence I can close this door and she sent it to me and to this day I am thankful for that lovely young lady um but the photos he had a tattoo on his hand and he was not very smart and I told him I broke up with him because of his lack of intelligence (laughs) so but I was still very sad and a friend of his a female friend of his felt so bad for me that this it was very much like a spectacle that this happened and very shocking Mm -hmm. that she sent me this care package of this book it's not a breakup because it's broken and some bath bombs and a really thoughtful card and I thought what a great 
it was just an interesting thing to see women support me in that, the girl that he was cheating on me with reaching out, which I felt like, thank you for the information. Uh, this other woman sending me this book and these bath bombs. And I just, and then reading that book, it felt like I was guided through this like next month that was difficult. And I came out the other side just feeling more confident about the breakup with the decisions that I made. And I recommend it to people. And it's not an academic book. No. But I it's feel totally practical. I feel like it's yeah. like you have a friend that's a therapist that's just kind of like your buddy that's like telling you these these things. So it's not as scientific, but I do think it's really, really helpful. And it's it's light. So can we ask you um, about our first book that we read? Uh, do you have any experience with um, why men love bitches? Um, or do you know as a, as a fact or as a, <laughs> as a book? I have actually not read that. I have not read this book. I mean, I can go on. 